my number one goal is I want my daughter to be happy. She could be smart. You know, kids have problems learning. They have this and that. I don't care. Honestly, I want her to be happy with her life. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Evolution and their Father Coaching Group. Being a parent makes you a more effective leader, and being a leader makes you a more effective parent. Father Coaching Group's helps you integrate your most vital roles so you can scale your effectiveness and show up as the person that you want to be both at work and at home. This group is facilitated by Peter Gandolfo and Ed Cito, globally credentialed executive coaches and fathers who have lived experience of parenting sons and daughters respectively, including young children's tweens and teens. I actually had a chance to interview Peter and Ed. You can check that episode out over at the Art of Fatherhood podcast, where we talk about their father coaching group, the benefits you can receive from it, and their fatherhood journey. The coaching group includes leadership training that is tailored for your personal development and personal growth through guided peer coaching, accountability, and novel frameworks. Evolution is Silicon Valley's premier executive coaching firm. Go to evolution.team, click on programs, and look for the Fathers Coaching Group. You can also email Ed and Peter at ed at evolution.team or peter at evolution.team. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have the one and only Dana Snyder. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How you doing? Da, da, da. Does that answer your question? I'm doing great. <laughs> Looking forward could to could be better, with you. but like I don't know how much better I could be doing. It'd be, it'd be, <laughs> it'd, it'd have to be very imaginative. To figure what I could, what could be better, how I could be better right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, no doubt, man. Looking forward to chat with you about uh, Ghost of Molly McGee, and of course, the second in the second season, you play the role of Scratch. But we're gonna talk a little bit about fatherhood first. When you found out you were gonna be a dad, sir, what was going through your mind? <laughs> Elation, terror. <laughs> Um, a lot of figuring. I never knew I was good at, I'm not good at mathematics, but that's all I was doing. I'm counting months. I'm counting days. I'm counting finances. I'm counting rooms. Where are we going to put this thing? When the, when the child comes, how does this move room become a different room? You, you turn into like a forced magician. Like you have to like, you're like a you become a contractor a uh a uh, uh like a like a resource manager a a uh hr a lot of hr because now also your your wife becomes the the most she's the factory you got to keep the factory running you got to keep all the employees happy either as an employee of one like every oh you don't like the lunch we're serving in the cafeteria okay new lunch we're gonna get a new cook even though that's still you you got to figure out uh, how chocolate and sardines go, uh, you know, it's like, you feel like, uh, uh, yeah, like every bad uh, sitcom, like weird factory manager. Like I'm like running all the Amazon employees, but they can't just like pee where they work. They have, to, you know, you get, they have to have like the extended, like the opposite. They have full breaks. I, I love that. It was almost in the beginning. You were like talking, it was very similar. Like, you know, they say like when, 
a woman is pregnant, they start nesting and all that other stuff. And guys are kind of freaking out. Like, I felt like you were doing both. Like you were like, not like freaking out, but you were planning ahead. You're doing all the math in your head. Then, but also too, you were nesting. All right, this thing goes here. We got to make sure this goes there. So you were covering yes. it all on all sides, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like when you were in, you know, like when you first live on your own and you find out your parents are coming to your house and your house is all dirty and filthy and like, they're coming. You knew they were coming for three days, but for some reason, 20 minutes before they're showing up is when you decide to start cleaning up. So it's just like, don't put them in the racks. But if you had a dishwasher, you just throw the dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Like I'll sort them later and run it. Just hiding things. It's not, it's no longer cleaning, just like hiding things because you got 20 minutes. No also, then the first time you see the baby, when I saw my daughter, like the, you, you can't explain it to somebody who hasn't had it, but the first time you see your kid, it was like, and it's a long time, but like, it's like the, it, it's for me, it was overwhelming the exact sensation of when you fall in love with somebody, mm. yeah. but it's not, it, it's just like, I was like, oh, like, it's, but it's, it, you know, you fall in love with, like I fell in love with my wife, like, you know, it tapers off. You're still in love with them, but it's like, oh, you, you're still here. Okay. You know, like, oh, yeah, I know everything you do, blah, blah, blah. Still stays. Like even though now my daughter's eight, you know, I hear every day, you're terrible. I hate you. Leave me alone. Why can't I have more milk? I would, you know, those are my shoes, you know, but still you're like, oh, I love you. And one day you'll realize this. And realize I'm not a monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no doubt. Like you always it's a delight. Yeah, yeah it's it's the un unconditional love. I love it. Talk about some of the values you're looking to instill in her as she's growing up. I mean, you know, everybody, whatever, whatever they say, you want her to be this way. I my number one goal is I want my daughter to be happy. Mm. She could be smart, you know, kids have problems learning, they have this and that. I don't care. Honestly, I want her to be, I want her to be happy with her life. If she, nothing again, if she works at McDonald's for the rest of her life, I don't care if she's happy. If she, if she, uh, nothing against McDonald's, I meant. I don't mean no, that like it's a no, bad, no. but I mean, I don't need her to be a doctor or a lawyer or, a, you know, whatever. Yeah. All I want her to do is happy. If she's happy, I will be happy. I don't want her to be miserable. I know you're going to be, everybody's sad sometimes. Everybody gets disappointed. You have to be disappointed. Otherwise you won't and be sad or you won't appreciate when you're actually happy. Cause how can you know what happiness is? If you're never sad, True. then you're, then you're just a dummy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm borderline. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want her to be a good person. I want her yeah. to respect everybody, respect that other people don't think the same way you think, and that's fine. It doesn't matter to you. It's you, you go, you do your own, do your own, stay in your lane. You don't need to tell this guy how fast he's driving. You just drive as fast as you want to drive. Yeah. Use your turn signals. Let everybody know, be polite, <laughs> you know. That's such a great analogy, right? Like, stay in your own lane, be happy, and make sure you're telling people to turn signals because that'll yeah. tell people, like, it's almost like voicing where you're at and being honest. Like, 
you wouldn't really well some people might put the left you know turn signal on and like i'm gonna go to the right now right i live in la they do that every day they do that every day (laughs) but for the most part i love that just like just be happy and i I think we sometimes forget that we were or like forcing a narrative like we want for them to be secure and happy and safe, they need to do X, Y, and Z, and we should right. put them down that path. But no, maybe not. Like, yeah, happy. absolutely like, not. Yeah. And sometimes you'll make them miserable by trying to get them to do what you think will make them happy. Now, obviously, you're going to tell your kid, "Don't touch the stove," because you know they're going to burn their hand. But that's different. That's yeah. not saying, you know. Yeah. I mean, no, I no, guess yeah. there's. There's many flaws in my argument, like, yeah, to talk your kid into staying in high school or they'll, you know, yeah. but in general, this is a general, uh, you know. What is what is something your daughter has taught you about life or yourself, sir? Oh, <laughs> patience is a virtue. Mm. <laughs> no doubt. Talk- I think also she's maybe taught me a little bit that I'm a... Uh... I'm both more impatient, but also more patient on both sides of that than I thought I was. Mm. Or there are some things I'm much more patient. You know, my wife, we, we've learned a lot more about each other, my yeah. wife and I, from having yeah. a child. Like, it's, it pours gasoline on the fire. You're going to know what color it burns once that, once that kid shows up. Like, <laughs> oh, you burn blue. She's like, well, you burn green. So, but like, yeah, we... What she what she is short with and gets impatient with, it, it's good for us because we don't get we we equal each other out. Yeah, you balance each other out. You do the right. And yeah, I love that because yeah, there are certain times where my wife will be like, because I, I have two daughters, and it's just like, hey, let them go on this one. Let let them win this battle. And yeah, the, yeah. The next day, my wife could be talking to my oldest, and I'm like. You know what you're saying to me yesterday? I'm like, yeah, well, you need to do the exact same Yeah, thing. yeah. It's like, it, like this morning, like, is combing your hair before school, regardless of what it looks like, if it looks like a raving rat's nest, is that the hill we want to die on today? <laughs> or is that, or is fighting about this worth not getting out the door and getting to school? Yep. And maybe going to school with a rat's nest of hair, some kid will go, Wow, your hair looks like a rat nest. Maybe tomorrow she'll go like, you know what? I think I'm going to comb my hair today. So uh, that little bit of shame coming in that maybe keeps you in check a little bit, like, you know. And also, too, they 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 listen to other people outside of the house, right, sometimes. And then someone says that to her, and she's like, so that's what my parents were talking about this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except I think she just doesn't even hear. She doesn't even remember my voice going. Your hair looks crazy. You should comb it. No, no, no. She's like, wow. Then she'll come and I'm like, Dad, I can't believe you let me leave the house with my hair looking like this because Miss Reber said my hair looked a little wild and it really got me thinking, you know, how dare you uh, let me leave without coming? Like, mm. like, oh, just wait, <laughs> pause. I'm going to go have a chip. I'll be right back. <laughs> nice. One more question before I get into uh, the ghost of Molly McGee. Dad hacker piece of advice for new dads. What would you offer to them? Oh, run. No, I'm kidding. Um, run <laughs> as fast. fast as you can. Walk slowly back away. Yeah, back. Just like I'm going to get a. Oh, uh, okay. For real? Here's the thing you get that baby and you're like, wow. You're, you're, so your life is, you know, your life has drastically changed immediately. 
and you get to the hospital and you're like, oh, they're coming in, they're checking, they're doing the thing, they're showing me to do this, do that. And then like, it's like day three and they're like, bye. And you're like, but, but, um, is there like a list or something to like, nope, it's called the library. Like go, you're just like done. And then there's just like this thing in your house that's like, hey, I'm here, I need. But, so then, <laughs> so then like the, the baby, the child's in your house and it seems like your life is now impossible. Plus like your wife, whatever your wife is doing, but she's gone through a thousand things more than you've gone through. Yeah. Uh, but when it's like a little baby, like a brand new little baby, and yeah, it's getting up every hour and a half. And but here's but here's the important part. That's the best time. Mm. You think you think it'll get better. It gets more difficult. I mean, in a good way, in a positive way. But like when it's when it's waking up every hour and a half. All right, wait, you go in change a diaper, you know, put the bottle in his mouth, put a boob in his mouth, whatever. It goes back to sleep. Wait till it's like four or five. You're like, no, you'll be praying. You'd be praying she slept and only woke up every hour and a half. And all you had to do is put a bottle and just like, instead of like, oh, I just decided I'm going to pull every single thing out of every single drawer in your whole house in what, in what seems like five minutes. I'm like, what? Where do you? I remember you, I could set you down on your belly. And if I wanted to, I never did this, but if I wanted to, I could have driven to Reno and come back and you'd still be on your belly there. Couldn't move, can't go anywhere. Then like, those are, that's, so every moment, enjoy it because it's gonna get more challenging as it goes on until it gets better. But I'm not sure when that is. Like probably now, you know, my daughter's like eight, gonna be nine, like, it's pretty, it's starting to taper down again a little bit. She's not getting into so much things, you know, like, but there's a little while, like the twos and the fours. Twos are just like, I'm a crazy little maniac. I'm getting into everything. <laughs> what does electricity taste like? All these things, you know what I mean? Like everything. And then like the fours is, then, then it's like all those boundaries, like, do you want some food? No. Whoa, where that since like yeah, that stuff, all the pushback, like now they're getting all the super language and talking and but my point is the little baby, yeah, then like and then like when they keep you up for long enough, like what is it, like, you know, a month or two or a couple weeks, and that's like literally when you're like, enough of this child. I'm done with the child. Okay, it's done. And then they start to smile. Cause like nature knows like uh, I better get this baby to start smiling or they're going to throw him out the window. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, he's smiling. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, we've got four weeks of no sleep. But look at that smile. It's perfectly timed. Nature's amazing. It knows what it's doing. You, it's funny you say that, Dana, because um, I used to like make these monthly videos to send to, you know, family and friends and relatives and all that good stuff. Um, just because some of them weren't near and you'd see like, you know, the, the growth from like the second month, the third, the third month is like, we captured the video of uh, my oldest at the time. She was three months laughing. Like I was like, kind of like ticking her belly and she yeah. laughed. And I was like, Oh, she laughed for the first time. You're like, yeah. Okay. There's, there's, there's that one milestone. Let's keep on. Right. Going. Yeah. All right. You got two more months, kids. You better, you've earned your keep, but 
for a limited amount of time. I realize I'm probably sounding like the worst father, like I'm just a mentally abusive or something. But no, I know. I mean, especially people know, like people know your career. People know, um, especially that you're just all in for the fun, man. I know that they know this is talking. Everybody who's a father knows what I'm talking about. I can say 100%. that they all they're all like nailed it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, congrats on the second season of Ghost of Molly McGee. I love the the series. It's it's you know it's it has its own like niche to me. Like I I love it. it, it it's really cool. You do. Uh, I mean, when we when I jumped on, you did the voice of Scratch right away, and I loved it. Talk a little bit about how much you love playing this character, sir. Hate it. Next question. No, <laughs> it's great. I love it. I mean, it's a pure joy. I there's I I really I told the I was telling the guys yesterday that. Like, I really don't think there's a thing I've been a part of that I've been more in love of doing mm. for every aspect. I love I love working with everybody. I love the show. I love watching it. I love watching it with my daughter. Mm. It's just everything about it. It's it's it it it's added years to my life. Mm. Nice. So. And that's another question you kind of answered almost like. You're watching with your daughter. What what does she think of the show? And is it great to kind of get a pulse on like the target audience of you know of of what you know what you guys are looking yeah. at, you're looking to reach? Well, she no, I love that she watches it. I love I her and her friend sent me a her her friend's mom sent me a video because they were just secretly in their back. You know, the mom's like around the corner doing this. But they were singing the theme song and acting it out with each other. I was like, well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and that must be like some cool, like, dad cred, right? When, like, you know, you're her friend's like, your dad is the voice of Scratch, no way, right? Like, well, that's, 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 she's got her. Oh, yeah. Cool like, voice, I get, right? I go to, I go pick her up at school every day. And, like, yesterday, some kid was like, are you Vivian's dad? <laughs> so, yes. Mm. She said you're a cartoonist. I said, well, sort of. I do voices for cartoons. What cartoons? I said, well, do you know what Molly McGee? Mm-hmm. I said, you know who Scratch is? Like the ghost, the ghost of Molly McGee? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I do that. No, you don't. <laughs> Walks away. I'm like, okay. I can't win them all. Now, as I'm following him with my phone, with my IMD, no, I swear, uh, <laughs> I need the credit. validation. Seriously. Come on, kid. Um, so this crushed season, by an eight-year-old. I love it. This season kicks off uh, with the Jens, a ghost hunting family, right? Moving across. Uh, yeah. The McGee's. How how nervous should Scratch be? He's very nervous. <laughs> very very nervous. The the whole season is a series of exposed nerves. There's a lot of nerve happening. Plus, also, you know, not only though, like uh, uh, Molly's world is is sort of flipped on its side because they got these new neighbors who she's interested in. They're very, uh, they're fun, but then she finds out they're ghost hunters, so that's like flopped on its side. And also, like on the scratch side of it, in addition to in Brighton, but the whole ghost world is on its side because they lost the chairman like who's taking over nobody knows 
so there's also there's turmoil on our all sides yeah. there's a and there's a lot more in this season of there's a lot more happening in the ghost world than there was in season one okay nice. there's new like sort of frenemies i don't know what we would call them yeah. but that's probably the closest closest term for it the, re- but- the reason why the reason why i asked you that question about like how nervous should scratch be is because yes you know in season one scratch is he's like a quiet chaos right like he'll go crazy or he'll just get like show emotion what needs to be but for the most part he's just kind of like let me be i'll do my thing and and yeah. there you go right but this one it seems like it's gonna be like more like you were oh, talking yeah. about how this show for you personally adds years to your life obviously he's a ghost but it feels like it take maybe ghost years away from his life yes right? yes yes absolutely yeah there's a lot more you know i mean through the course of season one essentially molly and scratch have become a unit they're they're best friends they they care for each other that's what that's what happened over the course of season one now season two is more about them having to defend and help each other because it's already established they know and love each other that's that's figured out already this one now is like all right now you've got a problem so i'm gonna have to jump in there and help you all right now i got a problem so i got to jump in there and help me so all we're doing is helping each other we gotta get a moment's rest (laughs) maybe a little song break here and there but that's it like and scratch just wants to chill he just wants a non only one is a mouthful of food and a bed (laughs) maybe a tv show couple more questions before we finish off the father of quick five man um what i what, another thing too you guys are adding you're gonna have some reoccurring guest voices as well as as the phenomenal main cast but danny trejo yvette nicole brown tony hale so many others I, it's almost like going down an imdb list of stuff but like talk a little bit about how much fun you know bringing those guys in those guys and gals in but also too is there i mean i know the answer to say all of them but is there a character you can't wait if you can say is there a character you can't wait for the audience to check out? I know they're scratch. all good. Scratch. scratch. Forget all the rest. Just Scratch. Focus on Scratch. <laughs> a very Scratch answer. I love it. That's right. The spinoff will just be called The Ghost. <laughs> That's it. That's my dream. And then or the parade like floats pre- going down Disneyland. Prequel, right? Do a prequel? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's there's parts. You learn a lot more about Scratch this season maybe a little bit more about where he came from what happened to him how he got where he is maybe maybe not maybe i'm lying no one will know but well they will know eventually not now but um again i'm a big fan and i appreciate you know uh disney setting this interview up with me because i'm a big fan of voice actors i love what you guys do um and you're apparently you helped pay for the Lucasfilm uh, merger by buying all that merchandise behind you. So that's a plus. And that I don't know how NBA Jam ties in, but the rest of it is all on brand. Very good. Um, Your other podcast, The Art of Star Wars. Well, it's it. funny you said that because my next question is love all like love all of the characters you do, but. Ravala the Hut Man and Lego. Yeah. So good. So good. Is there, and I know you meant, you said Scratch is, you know, means a lot to you and it's a fun role. But 
based on your awesome career, is there just an, a voice or a role that meant a lot to you because of wh- where it kind of catapulted your career or something you were going so much for that you want? Because I know the voice acting industry is is crazy. There's It's a great community, but also obviously it's very competitive and all jobs are competitive. I'm not saying that, but sure. like you have such a great talent, a lot of great other talents out there too. But is there a role that means a lot to you just because of where you were in your career or the, that you're like, you voice it like I, like, I really want this role. I mean, I would be, well, I mean, if I hadn't done Master Shake on Aqua Teen Hunger Force on Adult Swim, I never would have done any of the rest. So okay. I'm always, I will always be profoundly grateful for that. But like Grabala, the hut, that was, uh, that one was a big one, but I didn't know what it was. They didn't say what it was for. Okay. They had like the audition and it was super, because it was Star Wars. It was like super, super top secret and stuff. And by the way, Bill and Bob, who created Molly McGee, also did that show. That's how I met them. Um, uh, that's how I suckered them into hiring me again. <laughs> <laughs> You're suckers. <laughs> Never working again. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, like that was a, I mean, that was a, I, I, I couldn't say like I really. I mean, you always really want everything because you like you want to know you can get it. Uh, but I didn't even know what it was for. Yeah. So like that, but like I did feel that when I did chow, I got in chowder. But like that one, I didn't audition for, which was very strange. And you normally don't do things like that. But again, it was like because the guy liked Aquatine, so it was supposed to be just a one episode thing and then ended up being in a bunch of episodes, which I was very grateful for. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then also one, I was really super excited because I'm such a Uber Disney fan was when I got into Disney show fish hooks and I went to audition and I auditioned and then I finished and, uh, uh, Sarah Sherman, the casting director, she's like, well, you must be great friends with John. I was like, John, John who? I don't uh, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, John DiMaggio, who I was on Chowder with, but apparently John DiMaggio went in and auditioned for, you know, his nine millionth Disney show he was going to be on. And he was like, you don't want me for this role. You should get Dana Snyder to do this part. He'd be great for it. And I was like, what? That's awesome. John, that's like nothing. He was like, yeah, don't worry. I got four other parts in the show. I gave you one. I get a... But I was very excited about, I was super excited about that because it was like Disney's like, you know, the pinnacle, the the jewel in the crown. That was very big uh, thing for me. Thank you very much uh, for sharing that, sir. Now we're going to finish off with the five. Oh, yes. Favorite family movie. And, you know, it can be a show or a movie. Obviously, you guys like, you know, you said you like watching The Ghost of Molly uh, and McGee. Talk a little bit about, like, is there a favorite family movie you guys like to watch? Two movies, no judgment, safe space. Sound of music, nice. 1776. All right, nice. Favorite band or artist you couldn't wait to introduce your, your daughter to? Uh, Louis Prima and Cab Calloway. Oh, man, nice. I don't perfect listen thing. to new music. Describe the perfect I, I Now I'm forced to listen to Kids Bop on the way to school when I trade off. Like, you can play it on the way to school, but we're not listening on the way home. But honestly, that's a great way to share things and like say like, all right, you get going back. It's like since I have two kids, it's like, hey, I'm sitting in the front uh, going there. All right, fine. Then the other one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
it's a good way of sharing and just like hopefully like you said being happy it's like she sees you you bending over backwards for her to her music and now she can do the same so yeah. i love that and i recognize the importance that like i don't want my kid to be a like she's from space you know like all the kids are talking about spider-man she's like the what guy now who is this you guys are talking about because <laughs> i know the lone ranger we've watched all the lone ranger what is you know like you don't want her to be uh so much like you need to know about pop culture and what's going on but you know her friends are talking about like they love the beatles and like the dad's like i'm playing classic stuff i'm like well we're, we're listening to art tatum like we listen to real old but i love that she knows both i'm like you know who this is she'll know like yeah muddy waters i'm like that's right that's muddy right. waters and who's it uh john lee hooker is a big bad cooker that's right john lee hooker that's right there you go Friends, like after the weekend, like on Monday, they're talking, Oh, what you watch? What you like? Oh, we listened to uh, War of the Worlds on radio. It was fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy um, makes me watch the picture list TV. You guys get to watch the talkies? Nice. Yeah. Um, you got a million pictures when you watch the radio. <laughs> Describe the perfect vacation. Where would it be? <laughs> Alone. No. For me, I mean, going to uh, the perfect family vacation to me would be going to Tokyo Disney mm. and Tokyo. You get barrage of culture, but it's uh, a pretty user-friendly place. It's, you know, they appreciate tourists. And then I like to go, you go to Tokyo Disney first. So it's like dipping your toe in a foreign country, but it's still recognizable enough like because it's still just a theme park. You're still being herded around where they want you to go. Yeah. Uh, just like, wow, this corn dog is coated in sugar instead of whatever, you know, like slightly <laughs> weird, everything five degrees different. But then you get to go to Tokyo also and like amazing or my Disney oldest, World. I love all of it. Yeah, my oldest, she's uh, she's a big fan of the Haunted Mansion. And there's oh, yeah. one like she got the book and there was one of them about like one in Tokyo. And she's like, love to go there. So that. Yeah, that's awesome. And and your your Instagram name is one of the best. I it's at Eye of the Snyder, which is fantastic. It's my company name. My, oh, you know nice. you have to have a company. Yep. Or well, you don't have to, but you get you know for your for hey, business. You're preaching the choir, man. Art of fatherhood. I get you. There we go. <laughs> um, my friend's name. My friend's company name is Fifth Dentist. Because he says he said why he goes. You know how those on the gum, they say four out of five dentists recommend chewing. Try it. I'm the guy that doesn't recommend it. That's okay. That's good. <laughs> Love it. But besides a great name, I see that you're a fellow sneakerhead like me. Oh. Favorite sneaker of all time. Do you have one? Like, I got married in the Air Jordan 11s. Okay. I didn't wear sneakers but um, when I got married. But I have been um, – I have a lot of different ones, but – this one is a is a pretty good favorite. Oh, nice! This is the uh, Sully Monsters Inc. That's awesome, Adidas. And nice. it's fuzzy. It's it's like fuzzy, fuzzy. I the the ones I like the most, I I can't get them because they're too expensive. Those uh, 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 SB Dunks Strange Love, oh. the ones that are sort of like Valentine, you know, like a thousand dollars. But I did get a pair of those Grateful Dead ones. Those were cool. But from real, from the from the sneaker store, so they were like regular price, not weirdo price. Well, well done on that. 
Um, thank you very, very much for indulging me uh, in some of uh, course. Your head uh, shout outs. Uh, lastly, top three words you hope your daughter would use to describe you as dad. What would you want them to be? Oh, describe me as that. Describe me as that. Funny, supportive, favorite. Oh, love <laughs> it. Love it. People make sure you follow <laughs> make sure you follow Dana on Twitter at Dana Snyder. And like I said, the Instagram at Eye of the Snyder. In addition, make sure you check out him as uh, the role of Scratch on Ghost and Molly McGee. Dana, big fan of your work, man. Love uh obviously this season. I got to see a little bit of it. Uh wish you and your family continued success. And like I said, I love voice actors, love what you do. Keep up the great work, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for hanging up all your Ghost of Molly McGee memorabilia behind you. Hey, um, you make action figures, or hey, you need to do a sneaker collab, man. I would love to. Uh, you know, I'd be in line listen, getting those. <laughs> um, every day I'm calling Nike. They keep hanging up on me. I don't know what the problem is. Adidas, the nothing. I keep I'm writing emails. I'm sending snail mail. Everything. It's falling on deaf ears. I think this will put us over the top. Awesome, man. Thanks again. Thank you, Art. I want to thank Evolution for sponsoring this episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I really appreciate the work that Peter Gandolfo and Ed Cito are doing, not only to help dads be great at home, but also be better in the workforce. Make sure you check out their fatherhood coaching group by emailing them at ed at evolution.team or peter at evolution.team. And while you're on the internet, make sure you check out the Art of Fatherhood website over at artoffatherhood.net. You can check out podcasts, reviews, the Dad's Doing It Right column. You can win prizes, all that good stuff. And when you listen to the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. And I appreciate your support as I try to promote good fatherhood examples all around the world through my podcast and articles. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to theartoffatherhood.net.